What's happening team? Welcome to the Type 1 Movement Podcast where I'm going to be sharing with you my tips, tricks and stories to help you lead the healthiest life possible as a Type 1 diabetic. I'm your host, Type 1 Tom. Just a quick disclaimer, any advice that I give will not overpower your medical professional, so please consult with them first if you're thinking of making any changes. Welcome to this episode of the Type 1 Movement Podcast. So, this episode, um, I don't think it's going to be long, I don't know, I do go off on tangents sometimes and stuff like that, but um, I wanted to do, I've not done like a little little list or a step sort of process in a while, so I thought, why not do it? Yeah, and why not do it um, about improving glucose control? And that's what this episode is going to be about. First of all, I want to thank you for, for jumping on, for tuning in, um, for listening, always highly appreciative of that. Um, and appreciative of anyone who, you know, will screenshot and share this podcast on their social media and just tag me if it's on Instagram at type one underscore Tom. Leave me a rating and review as well because that really will help the show and help me reach more type ones. Um, so if you are listening to this on the podcast or Spotify, just leave us a quick, quick rating and a review. I would love that. But yeah, back to it. Let's get into it. So I wanted to do and break down like the three things that <clears throat> I do personally and that I get all my clients to do, to have great glucose control or improve their glucose control, because I actually recently did a post about this, <clears throat> excuse me, on my Instagram, and I understand that there's so much information out there, there's so much tech out there, there's so many people voicing their personal opinions on what of what they think other people should do and stuff, and I'm just going to give you an outline and try and go into some depth of what I do personally and what I've done with over 100 type 1 diabetics now, I've worked with, um, to help them improve their glucose control. So these are things that uh, that you can just do. Yeah, the tried, the tested, the real, the not from a fucking textbook, the real from one type one, living with it day in, day out, living in the trenches day in, day out like yourself, to another. These are tried, tested, true sort of methods and what I've found the best things to be over the years. Because yes, there is a lot that you can do to improve your glucose control. And we could be here all day, could do a massive episode, and I've done episodes about it in the past. But I wanted to break it down into um, the three most important things, and I'm going to go into those 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 things as well. I'm not just going to say, right, the first one is, I don't know, move more. The second one is, like, I don't, that's not giving you anything. I'm going to give you, you know, actionable information that you can actually go and implement and be an action taker on and start to improve your glucose control even if it's good there's always room for improvement so if it's bad then definitely listen to this episode and and take a pen and paper and take notes and stuff like that as well like i will speak about the end of what i don't want you to to do and what i do want you to do so really like i'm not going to say this to boast because some of my clients do have better numbers than me but if we start off at the top, like my HbA1c stays between 5 and 6% consistently. So there's a lot of my clients now. But that's great, but that's not, not really the best indication of control, yeah? Because it's three months. You could have a really shit month and a couple of good months. It's not telling the full story. So we like to break it down into 30-day averages. And I like to see anywhere from 6 to 7. 6 to 7 moles on a 30-day sort of um, average. Um, and this really is just a better indication of glucose control than like um a hba1c like i said because so much can happen in the three months we need to break that down into steps so i like to break it down from a three month average to a 30 day average and it makes it more manageable it's like goal setting 
Yeah, you've got to be specific with your goals and you've got to break them down into manageable pieces. So I like to see a 30-day average of from six moles, which is 108 milligram per deciliters, for those working in that, to seven moles, which is 126 milligram per deciliter. That's the numbers that I personally aim for and that's what I get all my clients to aim for as well. Um, and then we kind of like look to break that down into more if it's possible. So if you've got CGM or a Libra, we look at time and target range and I like anything 70% or above. So these three things that I'm going to tell you is going to help you to get those numbers if you implement them and help you start to improve your HbA1c, but more importantly, improve your 30-day average, then your time and target range if you've got it. And it's all good me saying, like, you need to improve your numbers, but we need to look at why improving our numbers is um, is important, right? What it's going to enable us to do. So I know, I can confidently know and rest assured and go to bed and sleep every night knowing that my numbers are good and that one day I'm going to be able to have a family, I'm going to be able to have kids, I'm going to be able to stick around to watch them grow up. Um, I'm hopefully touch wood. I'm not going to get any complications that, you know, can arise with poor glucose control. Um, I'm able to do what I want to do day to day. So it's all right saying I want to improve my numbers, but that's just a number. You need to think about what that's going to enable you to do. I speak to a lot of girls and like, I want to get pregnant. And the nurses have told me I've got to improve my, improve my glucose control. Great. You've got a high motivator there. Even if it's like me wanting to provide for people and be around long enough to have a family and look after my friends uh, and my kids when I have kids and my girlfriend and stuff like that. Getting good glucose control is the reason like that's the reason for getting good glucose control hopefully this is making sense so you need to think about yourself why you want to improve your glucose control because just wanting to improve it to see that number on a screen or on your next test isn't enough it's not going to drive you enough it's just a fucking number at the end of the day yeah it's what having those good, good numbers and that good glucose control is going to allow you to do in life think about that and that's going to drive and spark a little bit more motivation than you just saying i want my hba1c below six like why think about your why and i always say this you must have a why on your goals as you're just not going to take action on it yeah so <laughs> a little bit of an intro if you like a little bit of a pep talk something that i do to all my clients that i've done to myself over the years is if i want to achieve something why do i want to achieve it why do i want to be a healthy type one diabetic i've told you my reasons just for my future and to do what i, I want to do in life have a think about your reasons, yeah? And if it helps, write them down. So let's get into it. The three things, if I could just pick three fucking things. I've not swore yet in this. I've just I've just broke it, I know. What a knob, on again. Oh, well, hey, can't win them all. Um, three things, if I could break down improving your glucose control into three simple, well, not simple, but actionable steps, what are they? Well, here's the first one. Move every day. Move every day. Now, what does that mean? You might just think, oh, I need to go on a walk every day. Great, yeah, go on a walk every day. It could be doing a workout every day, gym workout, home workout. It could be running every day, if that's your thing. It could be cycling every day. We all know I love cycling, love my bike, love getting out of my bike. Like <clears throat> anything, it could be tennis. It, it could be just anything that gets you to move that you can do Every day. It doesn't need to be the same thing working out every day. It could be a workout one day, a walk. You can mix it up a little bit. But the most important thing I want you to take from this is move and do some sort of activity every day. But even more important than that, I want you to fucking enjoy it. Yeah. I want you to do the sort of activity that you enjoy doing. Why? Because if you don't enjoy doing it, 
or even better so if you just think i'm doing this because tom said do it and because it's going to improve my glucose control that will not last very long that's why people say oh i've lost motivation i couldn't be asked exercising today i couldn't i couldn't be bothered doing this or that well that's because you're probably really not enjoying it hey if you don't enjoy working out yeah if you don't enjoy lifting weights even though it's great for glucose control probably don't lift weights and look at something else that you enjoy doing is it running is it walking is it hiking is it cycling i don't know if there's something else that you enjoy doing do that do it because you can be more consistent with that you will get better results i could say to you let's take weightlifting lifting working out the gym for example yeah it's great it's great for improving your glucose control and stuff like that and your body image and things and how you feel but if you do that for a week or two and then you stop doing it, you become inconsistent, yeah, you're not really going to get the benefits. You will get much better benefits than going on walks and hikes every single day and being consistent with that. So at the end of the day, it's move every day, pick an activity that you know you can be consistent with and that you enjoy. Because if you enjoy it, you're going to want to do it even more. And if you've got an activity that you enjoy, set yourself little challenges. Do you know what I mean? For example, like I do on my bike, I love getting out on my bike. But what I do now is I'll I'll find a hill that I've ridden up and I'll set myself a little challenge on my ride just to keep things interesting. Can I get up it quicker? Yeah. Can I do a course faster? If you're working out at a gym, can you lift a heavier weight? Can you do more reps on it? Can you do like a little conditioning workout faster than what you've done before? If you're going on a walk, can you walk it a little bit faster? Can you walk a little bit longer? Same on runs. Can you run a little bit faster? Can you run a little bit longer? Find something you enjoy and find a way of challenging yourself. So how does this tie into glucose control? You move more, you become more insulin sensitive, you utilize and use carbohydrates better naturally, so you're probably gonna need less insulin, yeah? that That's a big thing right there. So move more, the first one is move more, yeah? Pretty simple and we could all do these things. Second one is, if I did hold off on the swearing, it was gonna come in now anyway. Second one, don't eat like a dick, yeah? <clears throat> don't eat like a dick. Look, just because, you can bowl us for pizza and half a dozen donuts, <clears throat> excuse me, doesn't mean that you can eat that all the time. Just because you can control your glucose levels around eating shitty, low, um, nutritious sort of food, doesn't mean that that's good for you because you're not going out of range, you're not having a load of lows, you're staying in range and you're still eating this shit. Your body's still the same as a non-type one. It still needs nutrients, even fucking more so. So just because, because I see a lot of type ones who post this, and quite a lot as well, and they'll post something like, just had a pizza, nailed it, nailed my bolus, and yeah, I have done a whole episode on, on bolusing for pizza, but like, just had a pizza, nailed it, nailed my bolus, nailed the pudding after, and then the day after, a couple of days after, they're doing it again and again. And again, just because they can they can bolus for it and get the glucose levels right in it. But that doesn't make it all right to do because that's having a detrimental impact, a shitty impact on your health and the inside functions of your body. Yeah. So don't eat like a dick just because you can bolus for something doesn't mean you can. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say you need to eat vegetables, you need to eat protein, you need to eat some carbs and that. If you're on a low carb, that's fine. Not necessarily how I do things. I've done podcast episodes about that. Um, so I'm not going to go into that. But you know right now how you should be eating. You know you need to eat your vegetables, you need to get protein in, you need to get some carbs in, if that's your thing. Um, if you are doing the above, you're cycling, you're running, you're doing endurance sports, I highly recommend you are eating some carbs as well because they're a glycolytic exercise, meaning 
glycogen, glucose, carbs, fuel, yeah? But you know right now um, how you should be eating. Everyone knows how to eat well. I'm not going to say healthy because I hate the word eating healthy because it makes you think that there's unhealthy foods and there isn't. There's just less nutritious foods. But you know, listening to this now, you could tell me a meal and what you think is full of nutrients. We could all do that. All right, you might come out with chicken, um, rice and broccoli, put some sauce on it, you're onto a winner. You won't want to eat that dry shit. But you know, that proves that you know what a sort of good meal is and what a, what a, a nutritious packed meal is, yeah? So don't eat like a dick just because you can bowl us for something. The majority of your foods should be on what you see as highly nutritious foods. Lots of vegetables, making sure you get in protein sauce with each of your meals, and then some carbs and something to spice it up a little bit. Spices, sauces, make it tasty, make it like you want to eat it and make it enjoyable, yeah? Because that is going to have such a great impact on your health and your blood glucose control and how you feel and your energy levels and your sleep, your mental state, like eating well. I know at times when I've been a bit of a dick across the week and you can ask anyone around me and my girlfriend, I become a naughty bastard because I feel like shit because I've put shit in my body, yeah? Every now and again this happens, yeah? But then it just reminds me more so of why eating well is so important because I want to feel good. Not to mention it is harder to control your blood glucose. If you're eating shitty food all the time, you can't really predict what's going to happen with your blood glucose because it's high in fat. Carbs are slowly released. It just makes things a whole lot harder for you to control your blood glucose levels. So if you are are eating well, excuse me, then that's just going to make things a hell of a lot easier for you at the end of the day. Yeah, if you're thinking about things like that. And like I said, you know... You know what eating well means. You know what eating well means. Eating a well-balanced diet. The majority of your diet should be things like vegetables, protein, and some carbs. I'm not saying that you can't eat pizza. I have my fair share of pizza sometimes. Um, Or you can't have these sort of higher-carb, higher-sugary sort of foods. You can every now and again if you're bolusing correctly for them. If not, learn how to because it's a vital skill that you're going to need. Yeah? But you can, that they make up part of a well-balanced diet. And having a well-balanced diet is good for your mental state, it's good for your health, and it's going to be great for your glucose control as well. Obviously, I'm not going to get into things, but we might move on to that next, but like knowing how to count carbs, insulin to carb ratios and stuff like that. But that's the first one. Don't eat like a dick. Come on, guys. Like You all know how you should be eating and why you should be eating like that. Don't get confused with what the next person says because right, they've gone super low carbs and they have a flat line in the blood glucose and they do this and they do that. Or they eat loads of pizza from Chinese's and can bolus for it and they have great glucose control. Probably not, but yeah, don't worry about other people. You know yourself. Worry about yourself, yeah? Number three. I say this all the time, but I'm going to expand into this pretty big right now. Get data Get fucking data and understand what data which I'm going to tell you you need to get and what you need to do with it. The amount of type ones I speak to that come to me and say, hey, Tom, look, I'm really struggling. Okay, cool. I want to improve my glucose control. Okay, cool. Right, what do you want to improve? Well, I'm having loads of highs and loads of lows and stuff like that. All right, fine, I understand that. Well, what's your 30-day average? Because we do this via my 30-day program, which I'll speak about later. What's your 30-day average? I don't know. Okay. And this isn't dig at those people, but if you want to improve something, 
you need to know what it is exactly that you want to improve. Like, take myself, for example, if I say, right, there's a hill that I love to ride up near me, yeah? I want to get faster at that hill. Well, how fast am I going up at the moment? Oh, I don't know. How can I get faster at it? How can I improve it if I don't know where I'm starting out at? So then I would go I would go and time myself on the hill, yeah? And I've got a base there to work from. And next time I try to do it a little bit quicker. Same with glucose control. If you want to improve your HbA1c, even though it's not the best indication of control, you need to know what it is. You're probably going to know that. If you want to improve your 30-day average, you need to know what it is. If you want to spend more time in your target range, you need to know what your current time in target range is. That's the first thing. Get data, know your numbers. The other bits of information and data that you're going to need is your blood glucose. Obviously, if you know your averages and stuff like that, you're going to need to know that. So you're going to need to prick your finger. You're going to need to keep checking your Dexcoms or your Libras or your other CGMs. You're going to need to keep testing your glucose before, during, if you want, and after your meals, in the morning, before bed. Like, you need these bits of information. If improving your glucose control is the goal, you're going to need to know what it is and what it is at certain times of the day, aren't you? Eh? Else you're not going to have anything to work from. It's it, that's That's pretty simple. But then there's other things of bits of information that I'd say that you need to know as well. And this is insulin to carb ratio is a big one. Insulin to carb ratio, you need to know that. You can't just say that my blood glucose never plays ball because I eat some carbs and I bolus for it. And I just go out of range, I have a load of lows. Well, something's wrong there. It could be basal rate, it could be insulin to carb ratio. I don't know. But you need to know those numbers. And you also need to know your correction factor. How many moles or milligram per deciliter one unit of insulin will bring you down by? It's something that you need to know. Yeah. So we've got to do two things there. Knowing your numbers, knowing your insulin's carbon correction factor. The next thing that you need to know is how to carbohydrate count. Yeah. Pretty simple. How to carb count, how to bolus for um, high fat meals, like I mentioned before, and how to bolus for protein and stuff, because they will have an impact on your blood glucose as well. But how to carb count. How to track your food. I always get my clients to use MyFitnessPal because it's just a great tool and I can go in and see what they've been eating on that. A bit of a big brother sort of thing. Um, but that's something that you need to know. You need to know the amount of carbs in your food. And it's all right eyeballing it sometimes, but still to this day now, I can eyeball it, but I still sometimes go in and I'll weigh it and I'll put it in my fitness pal. Say oats, for example. I, it's hard to eyeball, say if I'm having 60 or 80 grams of oats, um, later in the day because I never have them in the morning because they're a bit of a bastard for me in the morning but that's another topic for another day, for another podcast but yeah, like if I'm to eyeball oats it's so easy to be off same with rice if it's not out of a packet if you're to eyeball that it's so easy to be off and even though I do sometimes take a very educated guess every now and again I will still weigh it out and I'll still put it into my fitness pal and I'll have a look so I'll, I'll eyeball it and then I'll actually weigh it and see how close I was to it. And this is just a great learning exercise for you to do. Whatever you think you know, and um, an amount of food that you know, put it out. You know what? how many grams of carbs you think is going to be in that. But then double check. Yeah, double check. Weigh it, put it in my fitness pal and have a look and see how far you are actually off. Because every now and again, we need to fine tune these things. So get data, know your averages, know your numbers, know your insulin to carb ratio, your correction factors. And know how to carb count as well. They're the three things you can start implementing straight away. First one, move every day. But as I said, pick an activity that you actually fucking enjoy doing. 
that you know you can be consistent to and challenge yourself in that activity set little goals try and push yourself a little bit during it second one don't eat like a dick you know roughly how you should be eating just because you can bowl us for pizza or whatever your sort of junk food forte is if you like doesn't mean that you can eat that all the time because you can keep your glucose control in range during it because that's going to have uh, detrimental sort of impact on your blood glucose down the line or on your health inside your body yeah so don't eat like a dick you know you should be eating eat like that and the third one the last one is get data i've given you all the sort of data that i look for myself and that i get my clients to look for and the most important thing out of all this what i want you to take is be an action taker don't be one of these people who just searches the internet searches the instagram profiles and, and or listens to this podcast and thinks yeah that's a good bit of information yeah that's true what tom said yeah that's true what x y and z said oh that's really interesting that's good I'm going to start doing that. And then you go away, you go about your day and you forget about it. Don't do that. I asked you at the start of this this podcast episode to grab a pen and paper and to take some notes. You're always going to have access to this now. You can always listen back through to this and take notes. And do you know what I mean? I've expanded on the points and stuff like that. But be an action taker. Don't be one of these people who gets information, information, information and does fuck all with it. Just goes away. Yeah, that was a good episode. Just go away and not do shit with it because that ain't going to get you anywhere. You need to be implementing these points. If you want the results, you need to be an action taker and you need to implement these points. If you want to improve your blood glucose control, you need to start now. You need to be an action taker. You need to implement these points. And you need to think about what I said at the start of this is... What's your why for improving your glucose control? Why do you want to do it? I told you mine. Um, I told you what common ones is with some of my clients. But what's yours? Why do you want to improve your glucose control? Because just wanting to see a better number isn't going to cut it. Guys, I will say on this, if you want me to expand on any of these points, let us know. But more importantly, um, if you do want my help in improving your glucose control, yeah, I do have a few spots left on my 30-day blood glucose management system program, which I say is a program designed specifically for type 1 diabetics who are wanting to improve their glucose control, but more importantly, are ready to change. You're ready to commit to yourself for just 30 days. Give me 30 days, and I can pretty much guarantee if you do the work, you follow step-by-step process that I will provide from you, you commit to it, you will improve your glucose control. I've got hundreds of testimonials, um, and progress sort of transformations from improving people's blood glucose control all on my social media. Um, you've seen it. You've listened to these podcasts where some of my clients have been on that have completed the 30-day program. It works if you apply yourself. So if you want to know more about that, you want to apply for that, the link's going to be in the show notes below. Feel free to do that, and I'll get in touch with you. We'll have a conversation. I'll find out what you're struggling with the most and see if you're going to be a good fit for the program and if I can help you. If I can, cool. We'll have a chat about how it works. If not... I will still give you some areas on what you can take away on your own. And I think you should go and implement to help you out. Yeah. So 30-day blood glucose management system program, few spots left on that. If you are interested, click the application form below um, or just drop me a DM if you're listening to this on the live on Instagram or on Facebook and I'll have a chat with you about that. Um, I do want to say as well, I'm not the only one for saying things like this, but the price on the program isn't a free program because a lot of time and effort and everything I've learned over the past 13 years has gone into building this program. So unfortunately, sorry, it's not free, as I'm sure you can understand. But the price will be going up from not what we're on now. We're on September at the time recording this, so we've got October from November. So not this intake, the next intake, the price of the program will be going up. Yeah. 
So if you are interested in that, now's your time to get on board for the current price, which we'll discuss if you are a good fit for the program. Um, and yeah, like I say, the link's in the comments below, or if you're watching this on the live, drop me a DM, say 30 days, and we can have a chat about it. Gang, just to reiterate and go back over those points of the three things that you can implement now every single day to improve your glucose control. One, move every day. Two, don't eat like a dick. Just because you can bolster something doesn't mean that you can. Three, get data, and I've told you what sort of data you can get. And let's throw the four in there as well. Be an action taker and implement these steps. They will work. Thank you very, very much for listening to this episode. Truly appreciate it. Um, and like I said at the start, if you can screenshot this episode, share it on your Instagram stories or on your Facebook, do you know what I mean? Tag me at Taiwan underscore Tom and leave me a little review and comments as well. That will really, really help the show. Thanks very much for listening, gang. Really appreciate your time as always. And I will catch you all in the next episode. Go and be a fucking action taker. See you later.